of reading from the book of Matthew. When Jesus came into the district of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, who do people say that the Son of Man is? And they said, some say John the Baptist, but others Elijah, and still others Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. He said to them, but who do you say that I am? Simon Peter answered, you are the Messiah, the son of the living God. And Jesus answered him, blessed are you, Simon of Jonah, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my father in heaven. And I tell you, you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades will not prevail against it. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Then he sternly ordered the disciples not to tell anyone that he was the Messiah. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Peter got it right. He got it right when he said to Jesus, you are the Messiah, the son of the living God. And it's no wonder since after all, Peter is the number one disciple. He was the first among the 12 since he was called first. Peter has also participated in every tutorial and Zoom meeting offered by Jesus from the beginning of his public ministry. And so Peter's confession suggests that he has been paying attention. Peter has observed the healings of mercy and love, heard the sermons on justice, and tasted the bread multiplied and shared with thousands. He was saved by the grasp of the Lord's own hand when stormy waters threatened to drown him. And safely back on the boat, he professed with the others, truly, you are the son of God. Through the flesh and blood of his own experience, Peter has learned much about Jesus. He is an excellent student. But the most important element of this verse, however, is not Peter's capacity as a gifted student. Rather, it is the truth which Peter's answer reveals. Peter and the disciples are in the presence of the one who is anointed by and the son of the living God. Jesus is not just one prophet among a long line of prophets, as the people suggest. Peter's answer points in the direction of a greater truth. As son of the living God, the Messiah is the one who is also God with us, Emmanuel. That truth is significant because it means that everything that the disciples have experienced with Jesus, everything they learned from the Messiah through their limited senses, is not simply knowledge and experience revealed through flesh and blood. It is, in fact, a revelation from God. Their human senses and experiences are imperfect, but God's revelation is not limited by that imperfection. Jesus' own Father in heaven 
has revealed the truth through the words and deeds of Jesus. Flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, Jesus said to Peter, but my Father in heaven. Whatever Jesus reveals is what God reveals. Whatever God reveals is what Jesus reveals. Peter and the disciples received God's revelation through their experiences of the Messiah. So the critical question for us today is this. What are your experiences of the Messiah? How has the Messiah, the Son of the living God, worked in your life? If you were to share your experiences of God, could you? Because like the disciples, it is our experiences that define how we confess who Jesus is. And just like the disciples, it is God through those experiences that reveal the truth about Jesus. So if we return to Jesus' question, now proposed to you, who do you say I am? Based on your own experiences, is Jesus Christ the Lord and Savior of your life? Only you can say one way or another. But make no mistake about it. Confessing your faith in Jesus Christ is of the utmost importance. As Paul told the Romans, that if you can, will confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Do you see the power and importance of this bold confession? We generally associate the word confession with someone admitting to a crime or a moral lapse, but the word has another meaning. A specific expression of belief, if stated in articles of faith, such as a common faith summary serving as a vehicle for determining those who would belong to a particular group or denomination. You've got to love Webster. A better understanding would be found in the Book of Common Prayer. Not so much a definition, but a living out of the confession, an action. It is said by the community to the newly baptized. We receive you into the household of God. Confess the faith of Christ crucified. Proclaim his resurrection and share with us in his eternal priesthood. Long before there was an Apostle Creed or the 39 Articles or the Book of Common Prayer, Peter spoke his faith from his heart. He gave a good confession of his confidence that Jesus Christ was the way, the truth, and the life. We as believing people need to continue to make such good confessions, giving a witness to our faith in Jesus Christ through the way we live in the world. It is important for us to remember that. The most significant faith confessions are not made in churches. The most powerful confessions of faith are made by people like you and me in those unexpected, unguarded moments when the conversation goes where you never expected it to go. Writing in the Christian century, Peter Hawkins, a Harvard professor, 
shared such an anticipated moment of confession in his life. He wrote, One August, I was hiking with friends north of the Golden Gate Bridge. We climbed the crest of the ridge that placed us dramatically between sky and sea. There we ate our picnic lunch and fell into rambling conversations about politics, real estate values in an earthquake zone, and the virtues of Sauvignon Blanc over Chardonnay. Then I mentioned offhandedly that perhaps I viewed something or the other the way I did because I was a Christian. This revelation did not strike me as a big deal. After all, they had been talking about Buddhist meditation, Sufi parables, and personal spiritual rituals. My saying that the Eucharist was centered in my life did not seem out of place. My remark turned out to be a gauntlet thrown down between me and them, a line unwittingly drawn in the sand. Was I really a Christian? Did that mean that all other religions were wrong? That Jesus was the only son of God? That he was born of a virgin? That he was in the bread and wine? There I was, confronted by people of goodwill and genuine loving kindness, suddenly made to be a defender of the faith, the authority on hard sayings and Christian doctrine. Peter's Hawkins friends forced him to become his namesake, Peter, as they asked him, who do you say this Jesus is? Is he special, essential, the son of God? Are all other faith traditions wrong? Do you have to be a part of the church? And what does that actually mean? What do you think happens when you receive the bread and wine? The reality is we are all called on to witness every day. As members of the body of Christ, we can look at, people can look at us and make decisions about the value of Christianity by what they see in our lives. You may be the only sermon some people will ever hear. And as daunting as that may sound, for some of us, please remember this. You do not have to have all the answers. You only need to be open and honest as you struggle to address the 21st century's challenges with a faith that has been a living, life-giving for over 2,000 years. Most of the time, being a witness to Christ seldom involves words, but always involves action. Being a witness to Christ means living to the greatest commandments. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and soul and mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. It means in this world that so often feels like Good Friday, we are supposed to witness to the Easter within our lives. We are to witness that the hate and the fear of the world does not win, and that God has created new life where there was no hope and grace where there was none. That's our calling, because that's the calling, the witness of every Christian. As Christ said, you are my witnesses. That's the truth for us all. And that is good news, because 
when we put our hands and our voices together, Christ's love can be heard and felt. Are you ready 